everybody welcome to another episode of the vile files ask nick edition happy monday if it is your monday morning routine and if you are finally getting to us welcome i uh it's kind of cool that you're part of people's morning routines glad to have you uh chrissy how are you You, i'm freezing how are you (laughs) you look like it i'm like wearing a parka like it's so cold today i'm fine i'm fine it's a it's fine i love it yeah well I'm glad glad you're warm. I, I don't know if we have much to talk to before we get to our callers. We got some great callers uh, uh, who uh, joined us today. Don't forget to send in your questions at asknick at castme.com, cast with a K. Uh, love your submissions. We appreciate the people who do write into the show and share your stories. Um, obviously, it's the lifeblood of this show. Uh, if there's any new people to our Ask Nick episodes, welcome. I think you'll enjoy what you're listening to. Join us for our recaps and our interviews coming up. Um, I think, is that it? Follow us on Instagram. That's pretty much it. We're, we're new- kind of boring. <laughs> now that the new year's over, I feel like we're Stop. boring. <laughs> what are you talking about? Edit that out. We're the most exciting <laughs> people ever. Uh, don't forget to follow us on social, doing a bunch of new things uh, on our social media accounts, uh, specifically Instagram. So check us out, Vile Files on Instagram. And if there's nothing else, let's get to our college. What's your time with Nick? Let's ask Nick your sexy questions. Let's ask Nick your sexy questions. How's it going? Hi, I'm doing good. My name is Natalie. I am 28. Hi, Natalie. How can I help? Um, okay. So I originally sent in a question about a guy that I ghosted and I had asked you if I can reach out to him and I'll just tell you like the backstory really quick. So Uh we met on a dating app, we met on hinge and like, we started talking and it was like really quick that he asked me out. And at first I was a little hesitant, but I was like, you know what? He seems really nice and whatever. So we meet up, we go get dinner and drinks and we had a great time like it was like we met up at like 6 30 and by like 10 10 30 like the date was starting to end but like you know we still wanted to keep hanging out and so yeah so everything was going great and like during the date he was like he even asked for like a second date and was like you know saying all this stuff like oh yeah i'll go do this with you and so i'm just thinking in my head like okay this could be a, a good guy you know mm-hmm. and so at the end of the night like um we talk about going somewhere else to another bar and so before we start going there he was like why don't you just come back to my house and like we can hang out there and i feel like right there i should have been like no but i just genuinely wanted to hang out with him more like i had no intentions with sleeping with him like you know, I just wanted to hang out. And um, so we get back to his place and one thing leads to another and he like tries, <laughs> okay, somehow his pants are off and like, I mind you, I'm fully clothed. Like I don't have any article of clothing on. What, what do you mean somehow his pants are off? Like I, you, <laughs> you saw him remove his pants or happens. you went to the restroom and he came out of the room and he's naked? Like what? what? We were like making out on the couch and he like picks me up and takes me to his bedroom. And then like, just like the next thing I know, his pants are off. Like I didn't like I didn't. Take okay. Them. All right. So so, that's... so already I was like, 
but, but I was just like, okay, wait, like you didn't even, you know what I mean? Like we, it wasn't, not that you didn't ask me, but it was just like, okay. And then, so, but I knew in my head, I was like, I'm not going to have sex with him. I'm like trying to exercise my right and like not have sex. And so, mm-hmm. so I was like, no, like, I don't want to have sex yet, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, he keeps kind of, trying. you said this verbally out loud, not yeah. to yourself. Okay. You expressed yeah, I said it this verbally out loud. I was like, okay. I don't want to have sex. And he even asked, he was like, well, how long is it going to take? I was like, it's going to take 10 dates, like just to like fuck with him because I, oh, sorry. I don't know if I can cuss or not. Whatever. You can. Yes. But okay. And so I was just saying that and he was like, oh my gosh, that's a long time. And I was like, I was like, okay, well not really that long, but yeah. Okay. I, but His I response talking. to you saying 10 dates, even regardless of you trying to fuck with him, yeah. totally reasonable number, whatever you want it to be. His first response was, I don't know if I can wait that long. He, well, he was like, wow, that's a long time. Wow, that, that was his response. Okay, all right, continue. And so I was like, okay. And and then, you know, Did like- Did you he, not address the fact that his pants were off? <laughs> other than saying, you weren't like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why are your pants off? No, because it was still like in the moment. Like, it was still like, you know, I, I mean, I, like, I still enjoyed it, but like, I, you know what I mean? Like, oh, well, I would, no, I'm, I actually, I'm not, I'm not sure I know what you mean because <laughs> you first described it as a kind of a, what a fuck moment. Yeah. Um, it's fine if you enjoyed it too. I'm, I'm just trying to get a clear understanding of the situation because, um, it's, it's, a, it would be aggressive on his part. Right. Yeah. I mean, and context very much matters in these stories, right? I because know. it's just, it's a very, you know, the difference between, Oh, I thought it was hot that he took the initiative or, or wow, that was really weird. And now I'm uncomfortable because you're naked and all we were doing is kissing. Yeah, no. Okay. So it was, it was hot. Like it was like, we like, I, well, okay. I mean, it wasn't hot though too, because like I, did, <laughs> I didn't want to actually have sex. Like, whatever. Wow. This is all very confusing. Um, you can right. not, you can want to not have sex in around like all the bases and you can think a lot of this is hot and still not want to have sex. That's totally okay. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Um, and so, and I, so and, just so if correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like while you thought it was kind of you were surprised by his pants being off in the moment, you still actually thought it was hot, but you felt the need to express yourself just in case he was confused to let him know that you weren't going to have sex that night. But you still felt safe and comfortable. Yes. But the need to express yourself. His response was, well, that's a really long time. Yeah. Like, okay. All right. Yeah. Exactly. Like it wasn't, it wasn't too much, but I was like, I'm not going to have sex with you though. You know? Okay. And so he, then he said that. And then what, what's, what's next? And then, so I was like, you know, he kept, you know, he kept kind of still trying to like have sex with me. And I was like getting tired at this point. Cause like now I'm laying down on a bed and I'm like, okay, now I'm getting tired. I think I'm just going to go home. Okay. And so he orders me an Uber home. Did he, did he sound frustrated, annoyed? Did, I mean, make, did, did his actions make you feel guilty? No. Well, he did feel a little guilty because he because I was like, OK, I think I'm just I don't care about how he felt. I'm yeah. wondering if his actions made you feel guilty for not having sex with him. No, no. Was he pouting? Was he like throwing a temper tantrum or was no, he like he wasn't he wasn't super like I mean, he wasn't like super happy, but he also just but he didn't make me feel guilty because I felt better that he like wanted to order an uber home for me like sure. that yeah that's if, nice. like sure. if i had to like get my own and like he was just like okay bye then i'd been like okay well he's obviously not that caring okay. yeah. so like that action to me meant a lot more it was something 
Yeah, it was uh, something. I don't, I, thought it was I, don't, I don't think he deserves a medal, but it's nice. <laughs> I know. Maybe I'm giving him too much credit. Um, but yeah, no, I thought that was really nice. So then when I got home, um, he texted me, was like, did you get home safely? And I was like, yes. Great. And he was like, I, um, he's like, I'm looking forward to seeing you again. Like, I had a lot of fun tonight, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, mm -hmm. me too. Good night. Literally five days go by and I'm like, nothing from him like no text like no hey how are you and so i got frustrated and i'll admit on my part this was wrong of me but um before we met on our date we became friends on instagram and so i went and unfollowed him and made him unfollow me just you to made like, him unfollow you yeah because you when? can do that what so hold on you went on a date yes <laughs> pants off ubers you home checks in says he has fun yeah. Then he doesn't reach out for five days. And yeah. then five days later, you unfollowed him on Instagram and then reached out to him via Instagram and made him unfollow. Like, OK, so what you could do on Instagram, you can like unfollow somebody and then you can remove them from your list, from your followers. Uh, like huh. without them knowing, not like I, you I can I, uh, have someone unfollow you on your own. Yeah, you can have somebody, you can what? make somebody, yeah, that's the thing. You can make people unfollow you. Look that up after this. It's, so you did that. You unfollowed you for him. Yes, because I was like, you know what? Like, if he doesn't want to talk to me, I'm going to take matters in my own hand and just okay, remove that's, that, my life. That's fine. I didn't know that existed. I mean, that's also yeah. more, that seems more normal than you Go and calling him and saying, unfollow me now. But you didn't have to do that. You just no. did it for him. Okay. I, and I wouldn't do that. Like, I, yeah. I was like, okay, no. So That's then, nuts. Okay. So yeah. so then um, he, so literally two hours later after I did that. He noticed. He texted me and he's like, hey, how's your week going? Oh, and he pretended like, he didn't notice. But I, yeah, I don't even know. But I was like, I was like, number one, yeah, you're not going to address that. And number two, you're just going to like, oh, hey, like. How random, but um, so I never replied to that because I got pissed. You didn't reply, okay? No, yeah, I didn't reply. Yeah. So these texts I'm looking at. When did these this start? Hey Neil. Okay, so I sent in the email, and then a couple days after I sent in the email, I was like, I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna take matters into my own hands again and just text him because it's gonna be the new year. Like I don't want to have to like. Cause like uh, it was like a month or so that went by and like, I was still thinking about the guy. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do something. I couldn't wait long enough. There is nothing worse than paying a lot of money for fast, cheap fashion, especially when you're ordering clothes online. I got, I tell you, Everlane is changing the game because when you're ordering clothes uh, via the interweb, it's nice to order it from a company that cares about where they're getting the material they're using to make the clothes. In 2010, Everlane made a resolution to create quality clothing with ethical factories and radical transparency. They do extensive research and vetting to use ethical factories that provide fair wages and reasonable hours to the skilled people who craft their clothing. I don't know if you saw the turtleneck I sported on my Instagram, but that was from yeah. Everlane. They have high quality clothing. Everything I have from them, I really like. It, it seems very high end and well made. And I got to say, when you're ordering clothes online, there is nothing worse than getting something and it just having it look cheaply made and you just don't know what you got. doesn't fit well. It doesn't fit well. You get what you pay for and you don't have to pay a lot with Everlane, not for the quality that they offer. So to get your Everlane essentials like t-shirts, jeans, uh, turtlenecks, uh, footwear, they have it all. Go to everlane.com slash V-I-A-L-L and sign up for a 10% off your first order plus free shipping. 
and get easy returns within 60 days of your ship date. That's 10% off your first order when you go to everlane.com slash V-I-A-L-L and sign up. They got sweatshirts, cardigans, sweaters, slippers, and more. Well, you've heard me rant and rave about Brooklinen, and that is not changing because everything they do is like magic on your body. So whether it's <laughs> sheets that you're sleeping on, casual loungewear that you're putting on your body, or their towels that you're wrapping your clean body around, Brooklinen is magic. I love them. Been using them for a year. Uh, Rich and Ricky, the founders of Brooklinen, tried to find beautiful home essentials that didn't cost an arm and a leg. So that's why they started Brooklinen. And I got to tell you, it's been a game changer for me. They work directly with manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without luxury level up markups. Brooklinen has a variety of sheets, colors, patterns, and materials to fit your needs and taste. With over 50,000 five-star reviews and counting, you don't just have to take my word for it. You can take 50,000 other people who also think it's the world's greatest gift. And Brooklyn is so much more than sheets. As I remembered, their loungewear is truly the most amazing thing I have ever seen. <laughs> you, you actually, you love their loungewear so it's, much. It's fucking incredible. It's 2021. So do something nice for yourself and start the new year outright. To help you do that, Brooklyn has special offers. Go to brooklyn.com and use promo code V-I-A-L-L to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more plus free shipping. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code V-I-A-L-L to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more plus free shipping. Brooklyn.com and use promo code V-I-A-L-L at checkout. And then you sent these messages to him. Him. Yeah. Okay. So, um... So uh, yeah, I sent those messages, reaching out to him. Okay, and I have these messages. I'm gonna go ahead and read them to our yeah, audience. Yeah, read them. Tell me, tell me if you think I was. I don't know. Hey Nathan, she writes exclamation point. You sound excited. Wow. Okay, I was just thinking about how you're doing. Okay, it's, it's a small lie there, but very I vague. Was Sounds very positive. It was more like, hey Neil, where the fuck have you been? It was more. <laughs> Well, that's probably what you meant. He writes, hi, that's weird since you deleted me on Instagram and quit talking to me, LOL, but I'm all right. Currently in Park City with friends. I mean, it's aggressive, but fair. Right? On, on like, the part of Nathan. No, his, of his message. Yeah. Haha, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I love how you laugh. It's like, haha, yeah, I did. <laughs> Oh, I know, right? And yet I still think about you. Okay. I was trying to be playful. Okay. Fair enough. He doesn't respond. How long did you, before you sent the follow-up text? Was it immediate or did you, because there's uh, another message by you. It was all within like an hour. Like we were texting. No, but you write, ha ha ha, I know, right? And yet I still think about you. And then you sent another message that says, oh, well, that, that sounds fun, two exclamation point. I hope you have a good time there. Was that shortly after or is that like an hour later? No, that was right after. He uh, gives you a thumbs up. Ugh, that's not good. Well, oh, he gives you a thumbs up, which is, mm, he's he's pouting. What are you... What are you thinking about me? Question mark. And also, why did you drop me? He writes that I was wanting to see you again. Honestly, I felt hurt. But in hindsight, I just handled the situation wrong. Okay, that's fair. I hurt you? Question mark, question mark, question mark, exclamation point. Well, in fairness to, to Nathan here, yeah. it sounds like he's completely oblivious to what you were upset about, which you've yet to address. Yes. 
in fairness to, to Nathan, you've, you, you know, for him, maybe five days is appropriate, but you decided that five days wasn't, you unfollowed him. And then you reached out to him, accusing him of hurting your feelings. You know, you don't know if he's stupid or not. I mean, and you're, you know, just saying, yeah. so he's concerned. He doesn't want to be hurting you. Uh, I, Yes, I felt hurt by you. I felt like days after the date, you didn't give a shit, so I just put up a wall. But I regret the way I reacted and would like to see you again. Oh, I'm sorry you felt like that. I mean, it's not an apology. I know, right? Apology 101. Why would you say that? Okay. But in fairness to him... She's probably thinking, what the fuck is she talking about? <laughs> I thought I said I was busy through the week and we'd have to hang out on the weekend. Is that true? I mean, yep. my next message was I had no knowledge. How are you doing? How 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 are we going to rectify this situation, LOL? Rectify. No, not my not to my knowledge, but it's okay. Thank you. He writes, okay. This is just going nowhere. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you're still replying to me, so this is a good sign. You're, that's like a, you're having an inner monologue thought that you decided to text him. <laughs> when do you come back from Park City? Well, I wanted to see you again, and I believe in second chances. He's giving you a second chance. You hearted that message. His <laughs> willingness to give you a second chance. You hearted. Fuck. I'm back Sunday morning. Would you be free during the day or that Sunday night? Oh, God. When are you free, Nathan? Please. <laughs> or another day. Or I mean, really, honestly, I'll just be available whenever you want, Nathan. I didn't, she didn't write that. She wrote, in another day since you're just getting back. Possibly Sunday evening. What do you have in mind? And where did it go from here? Have you guys met up? Sorry. Actually, before that, we were talking when he was like, uh, "What we had decided, like, we'll hang out um, when he gets back on that Sunday. And then we were going to, like, go watch the sunset and, like, go to dinner. You know, just try and, like, make things, like, you know, happen again. But then he got back two days early and he was like, um, he was like, did you want to just come over tonight? And I was like, okay, sure. And okay. so I, I was going to go there. And then he texts me like, hey, I think I should get like a COVID test before I see anyone, which is told. I was like, OK, great. you know what? That's yeah. great. Yeah, Excellent. I agree. And then um, especially and since then, he's like in Park City doing God knows what. Exactly. He was like we were in sketchy places, So I was just like, OK, whatever. And so um, and then so we end the night like saying because we were, I was going to come over, didn't end up happening. And then we stopped talking. And then the next day he texts me, he's like, hi, like, what are you up to today? And then I tell him and I'm like, what about you? And, and then he never replies to me. And that was like now two days ago Two yeah, two days ago. And I'm just like, is he trying to get back at me now? Like, or I, mean, I, I don't know. Like, this is a whole just messy situation. <laughs> I, I don't think you should spend much more time worrying about him. I know. Uh, what do you, what do you like about him? Other than you had a kind of okay time. I think he's cute. Um, he's established. Like he, you think he's hot. No, I think he's cute. I don't think he's hot. <laughs> I think he's cute. He okay. has a good smile. Yeah, like he lives alone. He has a good job. He I don't know, like I don't know too much. So he's about a guy. Him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you don't know right. You don't you don't know much about him. Yeah. Other than like 
you know, he, he he's kind of horny. His response to you saying, I want to wait 10 days was a very kind of like, that sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. He's not willing to put into work for sex, right? It doesn't sound like a guy to me who's all that interested in having a relationship. Even guys who don't want to have a relationship are better at pretending. Right. So he's pretty clear that he's not necessarily that interested in it. He's fine casually hanging out with you. He has a good time. He's a like not a total asshole that like he'll get you an Uber. He'll check in and make sure you got home safely. Right. Sounds like he's good at the whole making out thing. He took his pants off and successfully made you think it was kind of hot. So he's got moves. Kind you of. Know, but, like, you know, kind of. But, like, yeah, he's not really giving you anything else. Do you want a relationship? Are you or are you just kind of looking for a hang and bang? You know, either either answers are fine. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely looking for a relationship. And definitely. So, yeah. And so what about the first date would would tell you that he is? I I, I don't know. I got the 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 vibe because he was talking about like second dates and then he was talking like I was like talking about going to church and he was like, oh, I can go with you to church. Like, I'll what? go with you. Yeah. Like, that's why I, it was he like, offered the, church. He offered it. Yeah. Like, I didn't even ask him. I didn't even I was just like bringing it up that I go and then I go on Sunday, you know, obviously. And he was like, oh, I'll go with you next time. Like, I'll go with you, blah, blah, blah. And so I was thinking, I was like, okay, this guy, like, sounds like a really good guy. It's know? one of those things where it sounds really great, but it doesn't necessarily mean much at first. Yeah. Like, it could, it could mean a lot. But just because he's willing to, like, sit through church service doesn't necessarily mean anything other than that's what he's willing to do. Might be what he's willing to do to get laid, for all you know. You have very little information about this guy. I know very what little. You, what you do know is that he doesn't necessarily pay attention to what you say you want. And the things that you say that you're not okay with, he doesn't take as like clear answers. He takes his suggestions. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to have sex with you tonight. And he keeps trying, right? Like he doesn't, yeah. he's not paying attention to you. He's not listening. He's not necessarily respecting what you want. He's hoping he can convince you to change your mind. Yeah. He was and then when you sound crap. definitive about what you want, he kind of pouts and complains. And then like at a minimum, he like gets you an Uber. So you don't think he's a total asshole. All right. But so I guess, you know, so listen, I don't think this is your guy, right? I think for you in the future, you have this weird like pattern of like being a passive aggressive, but like weirdly direct when it doesn't make sense. Right. Like you unfollow him and make him unfollow you and then like tell him you that you were thinking about him. Like, so just be direct right away rather than passive aggressive you don't have to unfollow him like that's it's so petty and then you immediately give him the upper hand and like get then you give him an opportunity to get mad at you for something like he shouldn't even get mad about he turned the table on you and all of a sudden you're apologizing and he's giving you second chances how did you go from like being pissed he didn't reach out to you to like him agreeing to give you a second chance like what the fuck how did you do that to yourself well, because I feel like I felt like I was in the wrong. Like I felt like I like ran away from the situation when I should have at least communicated that I like if I was mad, I should have at least communicated it. I like took the Well, easy I mean, next time if you don't hear from a guy that you want to hear from, why don't you text him and say, "How's it going?" Exactly. That's See if so he responds right away. That's what was like beating like I was beating myself up about it because I was like in hindsight, I would have totally done it differently. I would have reached out and took matters into my own hand in that way versus like taking matters in my own hand and like unfollowing him and all that stuff. Yeah. So now, you know, so next time it happens, just handle it differently. But I, at the same time, I don't think you should 
like I'm not saying he's a bad guy or he's some sort of sexual predator, but I think it's important to realize that like he's definitely in, more interested in getting laid than he is finding a relationship. And I think you can, I, I, if, if, if I, like I said, I've had sex on the first date, right? I, I've, I, I don't go on first dates and hope to get laid, but it has happened where we have had sex, right? And I've gone on first dates where I've been really attracted, sexually attracted to, to, to the, my date. But if I really liked someone and she said 10 dates, I wouldn't, my first response would have been, would not have been, that's a really long time. If I liked her enough, Mm -hmm. I'd be like, okay, if I didn't like her enough, I would just not say anything. I'd be like, okay, cool. Like no problem. And then like maybe not follow up or, or I wouldn't say, let's have a second date, you know? Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying is this is a guy who sees your reluctance to have sex is a challenge, not because he necessarily likes you. Mm-hmm. He sees it as a challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? and he kept trying. And that's you know probably why he wanted to go on a date with you, not because he liked you enough to wait ten days, but because maybe he could convince you to do it on date two or three. Yeah. And if he really liked you, you said you wanted to wait ten days. And what did he want you to do on the second date? Is it to come over? I mean, that's not a date. I don't. <laughs> I know it's so. They want to come over. That's not a date. No, not at all. I know. I think I was just like confused with the whole thing, but there's no reason to be confused about it. I feel like his actions definitely speak louder. Yeah, they do. Right. And that's fine. Like you just, you need to, he's not going to be honest with himself. And so you just need to recognize the red flags a little bit better. This is a learning opportunity. It's not the end of the world. You know, um, I wouldn't feel bad. The thing that you can take from it going forward is when you, like someone and you want to reach out to him even like in a first date there's definitely confusion around what his life like is like what his schedule is like so just be more open and direct up you know rather than passive aggressive it's really hard to get what you want when you're passive aggressive aggressive with someone you don't know i mean you're 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 just kind of you're you're just throwing darts against the wall hoping something lands you know i don't ever advocate for being passive aggressive but you at least have to know how someone might respond to your actions because, you know, it's a, obviously a manipulation tactic to be passive aggressive to like try to get someone to do or say something without like being direct. Yeah. But when you do that with someone you're dating, you at least know how to like push their buttons. When you do it with someone you don't know who they are, you're just like <laughs> crazy. It's a, yeah, it, exactly. It's it just you. It sounds like you're fucking crazy when you when you try to be passive aggressive with people you don't know. It just comes across as nuts. And you had no, you, you, that's not a crazy thought to feel confused about why he didn't reach out or call. Yeah. So next time, just be a little bit more direct. As far as this guy goes, I think he's just a guy who just wants to get laid and has some sex and he is willing to try to convince you to change your mind. Yeah. Um, so regardless. He sees you as a challenge. That's really it. Okay. But like, so that whole five days that he didn't reply to me or he didn't text me, that was, would that be like a good indicator to know that he's probably just looking for sex? Like not, not necessarily. It's an indicator that he wasn't super excited about the date. He, mm-hmm. it's an indicator that he liked you and he might follow up and maybe there's just a lot of, you know, one date can only tell you so much about two people. Right. So yeah. all it really told you is that he wasn't like over the moon excited about a second date. Because he would have definitely reached out. He would have made plans if he was excited. And that's okay. You can be not excited on the first date and then it can end up being the love of your life. But that's all you really know about that, right? Yeah, yeah that's so true. 
But what he did on the first date was an indication that he was probably more interested in getting laid than anything else. Right. Yeah, I think so. But I also kind of felt bad because I feel like it was me that I was like, yeah, we can let's we can go back to your house. Like, I feel like I should have probably. Yeah. Ended the date. It would have been. I think yes. that gave him. Yeah, I think that gave him the idea that like, oh, maybe I can just get laid by her. And then it like versus like, oh, maybe I should date her. Well, I don't think you should feel guilty. You didn't do anything wrong. Right. Just because you'd agree to go upset is not permission that that, that's you're not giving him permission. So that's not your fault. I don't want to be clear about that. But in the future, yes, to avoid confusion, just trust your gut and and go home. Right. Um, And there's a good bet that he might try. If you go up to his apartment on the first night, you know, doesn't doesn't mean you have to apologize for that. But to avoid those type of situations, it might help just not going up there, setting the, your boundaries right yeah. uh, up front. And um, yeah, it just it might help avoid confusion in the future. Okay. 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 Thank you. All right. Best of luck. All right, take care. When it comes to getting in shape and staying in shape, nothing feels as good as feeling of accomplishment. And that's why Echelon is helping you meet your fitness goals. And Echelon is helping you do that by offering their next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, their Echelon Stride Starts treadmill is a gift. No matter what your favorite fitness activity is, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of your home. The EX7S is Echelon's latest state-of-the-art innovation that takes cycling to the next level. The EX7S connected bike is built with performance, flexibility, and durability in mind. The EX7S is the bike for competitors at heart. The world-class instructors will motivate you with thousands of daily live and on-demand studio-level classes always available when you need them. So and you the, have one at your house, right, right, Nick? I have an Echelon bike. It's a wonderful. I used it on Sunday. Go to echelonfit.com slash V-I-A-L. That is E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Right now, you can try any Echelon fitness equipment at home for 30 days. How's it going? Uh, it's good. Um, I'm Jennifer. I'm 21. Um, yeah. Nice to meet you, Jennifer. How can I help? Yeah, um, so I wrote in um, about a situation with my girlfriend. Um, so we've been together for three years, and um, we so we st- I'm 21. We started dating like a couple months into going to college together, and now we're going to be graduating in the spring. Okay. Um, and uh, I think I'm just looking forward to that, like with a lot of stress, because there's a lot of uncertainty about like what our lives will look like after that. Um, we don't really know like if we're gonna, um, I think we're, I'm hesitant and she's hesitant too about planning like around each other because there's so much unknown. I mean, there's so much about the situation, but I guess like I'm wondering, um, like do you have like advice for approaching like such a stressful time um, for a relationship? We're we're going to be going back to school in February. So we'll be living like right next door to each other with COVID restrictions. That means we're like pretty much around each other, like all the time. Like we're the only people we see. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think we also both know we don't want to be in a long distance relationship long-term. So that's like, um, looking ahead, like something, um, that, I'm like, like if we ended up in different cities with jobs, I don't think we would stay together, but we just don't know. And so, um, yeah, I mean, do you have advice? How do you handle that? If it feels like there's a countdown clock on the relationship or also like, 
it's our it's for both of us it's our first serious relationship so there's I don't know I think like the idea of staying together is also scary because it's like am I closing myself off to other experiences sure yeah for sure um is that the only uh, so there are there no real main issues in the relationship just kind of general normal fears that a, a young couple might experience in, in a very yeah, transitional period in your life it's just like the logistical stuff like the if our circumstances don't align that's like the stress i feel like our relationship itself is pretty positive um we just don't know like what's next and i i don't know how to handle that yeah and then didn't you also write in though there's like um like her family doesn't know as well which is a little bit of a stress yeah I was thinking about that. I don't want to go too much into it because I feel like it's not necessarily mine to share. But um, but yeah, her family doesn't know about our relationship. Um, so that's that kind of another for level you? to it. Um, it hasn't been so far. Obviously, long term, it, it would be at some point. But right now, I think it's it's more of a stress for her. So I think I'm mostly trying to be like empathetic with it and not. Um, yeah, because my family knows my family's amazing and so um I feel like I have the support I need but I'm just like I know it's really hard for her so just to kind of recap overall the relationship's fairly positive right it is I mean it's definitely hard to be when we're apart and we don't have much control over like when that is um because of COVID because of like our how young we are um but the fact like when I think when we have a future date when we're like okay we're gonna see each other this time and be together for this long like it's it's a positive thing uh when we don't have that it's a little bit harder yeah I mean listen I I think my advice is going to be something that's probably easier said than done but as you kind of mentioned it sounds like in addition to having this relationship which you value and you hope that it works out it sounds like you and I'm not sure about your girlfriend recognize that this is a very important transitional period in your life. And you sounds like you also recognize the possibility that this relationship could work out and also that it might not. And you're just trying to figure out how to prioritize your personal uh, choices in your life that relate specific to you and your life and the relationships. Is that kind of sum up your, your general overall concerns? Yeah, I think I'm also wondering, like, is it just naive and stupid if I were to, like, really prioritize being with her and, like, looking at, like, because, like, I don't know, like, is it stupid to be like, oh, maybe she's, like, the one, like, should I, like... I don't think it's stupid at all, right? I think... Yeah. Whether you're 21 or you're 31 or you're 51, right, you... You can't predict the future. Like as you get older, hopefully you have a little bit more perspective and life experiences and you will be making decisions based off of more information. But you will find as you get older, you can become a little too guarded and a little too reserved and a little too skeptical um, because you're balancing, you know, things that happened to you in the past versus someone new. Right. And you kind of project insecurities. So. It's nece- it's not necessarily easy to make the decisions that you think are best for you. You know, they're just kind of different decisions. I think you just kind of have to go into this with a level head, right? I think, you know, it's probably safer to knowing that you're young and that you kind of have the world in front of you and this is your first relationship. It's logical to recognize that you just don't know what else is out there, right? You just... And you, you know, you love your, your girlfriend, right? That's great. And so you, it's probably safer to be a little bit more 
open-minded to the possibility of something else, right? Um, I think the best approach is to kind of see how things go, you know, see if like the long distance becomes an issue, right? Um, what do you want to be after? Like, what are you studying? What do you, what do you want to do? That's a what great do you want to be question. When you grow um, <laughs> yeah, I'm a sociology major. I'm looking at like jobs and like community activism, nonprofit stuff. Okay. I don't really know, but right now I feel like I'm kind of just applying to anything. Sure. I would like to, you know, not be living at home once I graduate. So have you guys talked about a, a city you guys would want to live in post college? There's been like some speculation. Like I know certain places we've talked about cities like we each individually would want to live in, but it really comes down to like where we get a job. Like, cause it's each of us because it's not easy to do that right now. So it's just, I think the uncertainty is what's really hard. Cause like, honestly, we have no idea. And then we're going to be sp spending this next seven months, like in very close proximity to each other, which is great. But then it's also like the stress that comes with that. Well, yeah, listen, like uh, that will be a good indicator whether you guys are, are meant for each other. Right. I mean, uh, if you want to be with someone long term, you should enjoy being around them like 100 percent of the time. You're always going to get sick of the people you're around most of the time. Doesn't matter how much you love them, but generally that's yeah. a good test of the relationship. And if it, and if you guys kind of get on each other's nerves, then maybe you realize, you know, not my person. That's that's totally fine. You know, as far as you know, this this kind of limbo that you feel like you're in career wise. My only advice to you is just try to be patient, right? Like. Trust me, I, I get it. When I was in college, I was, it was a different time, different economy. At the same time, like, oh, I was, I was so, um, I wanted a job so bad, you know? And, and so it was so important to me to aggressively, you know, go to job fairs, meet with recruiters, do interviews. And I was lucky enough that I got a job offer before I graduated and I, and I started my new job the very next day. And I wish I never did. Yeah. And I wish I never did that though. Right. So my point is like your first year out uh -huh. of school, don't panic or stress, right? Don't, uh, if you want to do that, great. But some people choose to, you know, it's a different time because of COVID and things like that. But you know, if it wasn't a COVID world, maybe you'd want to go to Europe and backpack for a few months with your, with your girlfriend. That could be a really fun, memorable experience. Like chances are, um, if you are a great employee, a dedicated, smart, driven, you will find someone to take a chance at you and prove that you are a good hire, right? It may not come right away, right? It may not. You might not start working the day after you graduate, but it's not a race in terms of who gets there first, right? So I just try to have some patience. I know there's financial implications and things like that, and, and I don't know your situation, but my only advice to you in terms of... Uh, you know, the stresses of trying to find a job out of college, just take it easy on yourself. Like try to find the right one to that same point. If you're dating someone, right. And you're just like, well, at the end of the day, it's about who I, I where we find a job. Well, if you really love your girlfriend and you think you have a great thing and you both say, want to move to a, a, you know, you pick out a few cities that you want to move to and that's where you want to do. And you happen to get a job in different cities. It wouldn't be the craziest thing for one of you to say, you know what, this sounds like a nice job, but it's, I don't know, it's not my dream job and I would rather have my dream job in a, in a dream city. I don't think it's the end of the world to not take that first job you get offered, right? You know, you just have to decide how important it is to you. You know, don't just take a job just because you are afraid of not having a job. You know, bet on yourself, you know, believing yourself and believing your ability to, you know, someone, whoever hired me is going to get so lucky with how, how hard I'm willing to work. You know, believe in that ability, right? Um, if you're a driven person, it's going to it's you'll you will find it. I, I have no doubt.
And so you might, it might, there's a lot of things in my life that I thought I wanted and I was impatient and it didn't work out only to have things happen later. And it's the best case scenario. There's a lot of things I have now in my life I wouldn't have if I was given those opportunities I would have said yes to otherwise. Does that make sense? So, yeah, I think, yeah. So don't be afraid That's if actually, you have a good relationship to, to prioritize that relationship. And you know what? If you end up breaking up a year later, it's still fine, right? Um, yeah. Don't give up your dream. If, if, if you have a dream job, if there is something that you're just like, this is my dream job and you get offered that opportunity, then you might have to make some sacrifices to the relationship. But, you know, don't be afraid. You don't feel like you have to take the first job you're offered to in whatever city it is, just because you're like, oh, I have to do it, you know, and, and then sacrifice everything else. I don't think you have to do that at all. That's, I think, that's actually very comforting to hear that, like, it's okay to prioritize a relationship. I guess, okay, my other, like, follow-up question to that is, like, if she is not willing to, prior like, if she is, like, I'm going to take a job in this place, like, is that, like, a red flag that, like, we're thinking about it differently? Or is that, like, right. a situation it, it, where it's, it's fine? Like, I cannot prioritize my job as much. It depends, right? It depends on how you guys. If you feel like you're in a relationship with someone who is always going to prioritize their needs first, that's sure. That's a potential red flag, right? You know, ideally, if you're going to make a decision, say, not take a job in whatever city just because it's your first job because you want to prioritize the relationship and you feel like that's not even on their radar in terms of, yeah. then, yeah, that is a red flag for the relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't do you any good to make all these sacrifices for a relationship. And then your girlfriend's just like, listen, if it works out, it works out, but I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to go out of my way at all to make this relationship work. You know, I'll, right. I'm going to take the job that I want. I'm going to live in the city that I want to live. And if you happen to be there, then we'll still date. Yeah, that's a red flag for the relationship, you know? So as a couple, if you guys want to say, hey, we love each other. We want to try to make this work. Let's see if we can make some reasonable sacrifices and have our cake and eat it too, right? I think there's nothing wrong with doing that. Um, but yes, you should both be on that same page. You should be both willing to make some um, reasonable sacrifices. Um, you, you know, and if it takes you six more months or 12 more months to find a job that you really love, that I think that's okay, you know? Um, again, I don't know your financial situation and if you can afford to do that, but if you can, I think it's okay not to um, take a job that you don't love or won't you know, be passionate about or, or won't want to be in. There's, you know, you don't want to have your first job to be something that you're miserable in and you end up not being your best self and you don't end up getting a referral and you want to quit in six months. That doesn't do you any good. You know, something that you don't want to end up putting on your resume anyways uh, because you didn't get the experience you thought you wanted or, you know, it just, it just was negative for you and negative energy and it affected your personal life. That, you know, those are things you should take into account when you're making those decisions. Yeah, I appreciate that. I think that's a very useful perspective to hear. Yeah, I mean, and, and don't be afraid to call this relationship uh, your first love, and, and that's what it is. Maybe that's all this person yeah. is, is a, a building block for your relationship life, you know? Most people don't end up with their first life, and that's okay. There, there's a reason why, because, you know, you're, you're like winning the relationship lottery if you do. Uh, most people don't win the lottery. It's, it's hard to do. Totally, so. yeah. All right, well, best of luck. Yeah. Um, and I have no doubt that you are going to be successful in it, whatever it is that you want to, to, to do. Thank you so much. Right. I will, um, keep your voice in the back of my head when I have doubts. All right. Sounds good.
All right, bye-bye. How's it going? Good, how are you? Good, what's your name? Uh, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. How old are you? I'm 25. How can I help? Um, so I don't know how much of the emails you read beforehand, but basically... Pretend, assume I, I didn't read anything. <laughs> okay. I've been um, on and off with this guy for two years now, and for a majority of that time... Um, He's, I guess, been struggling with an alcohol addiction. Okay. Um, and it's been the main source of every fight, basically, we've had for the last two years. Like, we don't really have issues with anything else except when he's drinking, the way he drinks, and what follows his drinking. So we've broken up. He says he's going to get sober. We get back together and go right back to where we started. But um, I guess two months ago, we like broke up. I asked him to move out. And then he's been sober since. So he's two months sober. We've remained in contact. He's been, I guess, better. Everything that I asked him to do for like the entirety of our relationship. So I guess now the struggle is I'm... I'm still angry. So like, can I get past, is it possible you, to get past what trust you, issues? What are you angry about? The way he treated me and people, I guess, things he did when he was drinking. What specifically? Well, he'd just always bail. So he we'd make plans, but then he'd go out the drinking the night before and then just not show up the so next day. Generally kind of unreliable. Yeah. Okay. Why do you want to make it work with him? Because aside from the drinking, everything else is good and what I want. We have the same values, morals, want the same thing. Like what? Family. <laughs> what? Marriage, kids. Okay. I mean, I, I'm, just, I'm giving you a hard time here, but I just want you to kind of hear what you're saying is that you, you want to be with him because you have the same values and those values are family, marriage, and kids, which are great. But my guess is there's other guys out there who also want the same thing, right? <laughs> so what specifically do you think that he has that you don't think you could find somewhere else? Interesting. <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess okay. the Let's... way I feel. I mean, I... <laughs> and how do you feel? It sounds like you feel angry, right? Sad, frustrated, confused. Yeah. But then under that, like, I love him. What do you love about him? He's funny. Okay. I like that he gets along with my family. He's very outgoing and friendly. And I tend to not be sometimes. So he gets me out of my shell and gets me out doing things. Okay. And That's nice. And so the, the, the drinking, how, I mean, you're not, I don't, I'm assuming you're not uh, some sort of healthcare professional that is capable of diagnosing you know, his drinking, but in your, in, in layman's terms, do you feel like he's an alcoholic? Yes. Okay. Um, and other like, and what has he done to get sober? Has he just decided to go quit cold Turkey or, you know, is this all, is this as far as you know, solely based off of essentially your ultimatum? He started therapy okay. and he did stop cold Turkey and he is seeing an addictions counselor okay. and has, mentioned AA, but it, we're in lockdown here. So I don't know if that's even happening right well, it's now. It's good that he's going through the, you know, 
he's he sounds like he's going through some actual steps that that are going to help him out. Listen, I my advice is is you know, as always, like you have to consider this guy might not be your guy, right? Um, you met him, you liked him, he's funny, he he does these nice things, and he you know that and that's great. But when you say, well, everything else is great, but this, but this is a big problem. And when he is drinking, it it it's a as you said, a hundred percent of our fights are about this, and when he's drinking. It's happening on a regular basis. Like, don't discount that, right? Don't make it sound like a small thing when it's taking up a big part of your energy, especially as it relates to the relationship, right? And you are allowed to not get over it. Does it make you a bad person? Does it make you uh, not a fighter, so to speak? Like, there's no nowhere does it say that you have to, if you fall in love with someone and they end up having some sort of addiction problem that you are somehow uh, attached to this person. It's your responsibility to be there for them. And, and, and you would be a bad person if you, if you left because they have this addiction problem that they have to work on themselves. And while it's great, he's going through this therapy and it's great. He's taking these steps. There's no guarantee that he isn't going to relapse or this, this process might be, take a while right yeah you know it could be a couple years before he's really gotten to a place where you know um you can trust that you know there's a good chance he won't relapse and even then there's probably no guarantee you have to decide for yourself whether you really are willing to deal with that you're still young um there's plenty of other men out there plenty other guys who want family who will make you laugh who want kids, who will get you out of your shell. Tons of those guys. Um, so, and, and, and ton of those guys who might not have a drinking problem. So you have, uh, you have the right to leave. You know, you, uh, we sometimes decide that like, well, I'll, I'll feel like a bad person or I'll feel like, well, I can't leave him now when he's in need. And, you know, I mean, you can stay, but you also can leave. And n- there, n- neither choice will define your character. Right. They won't say anything about you and you have um, it's okay to leave. Do you sometimes feel guilty about the possibility when you consider leaving, especially knowing that he's decided to get help now? Yeah, for sure. I do feel guilty. Yeah. How much I mean, how much of that guilt do you think uh, plays a, a role in your decision to stay? I don't know if if that's the problem. I think another part is that I know that I tend to hold a grudge and I stay angry. Like someone rocked me three years ago that one time I'm going to remember it and I'm going to be mad about it. That's a good thing for you to work out. So I know that that's something I need to work on. So I'm sort of like, I think it's partially, I need to work on that. And I mean, I know I have a right to be angry about things that have happened, but it's just at what point is it like too much has happened or is it possible to just, trust and forgive and sure yeah the answer to all those questions is yeah sure you know it's up to the person you know like what i'm saying is he's got this issue he's dealing with you have just recognized something that you think you could work on as a person those two shortcomings that you both has have as individuals might mean that you're not the best match right maybe he's better served with being someone who's a little bit more forgiving and i don't mean that as a bad thing like you know um someone who's you're not going to uh, go back to, you know, something that happened a few years ago, right? 
because while you're working on this, right, he's working on this, it might create too much, you know, bad blood or tension or too much baggage. You know what I'm saying? So it's a, I think that's something to consider. Uh, how much do you think of, how much do you wonder if there's other matches out there for you? Not often. I guess recently I have because we broke up and he moved out and I kind of just live alone and we're in a pandemic. So I'm like, hmm, I wonder, but I, I think I definitely think about him and our, what our future would be more than I think about what if there was someone else. Okay. And when you, do you ever feel like when he was drinking, like, do you ever feel like, think to yourself, why can't you do this for us? Or why can't you do this for me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, that's, that's probably like a dangerous thought process, right? Because it's not really, you know, he's, if he has an addiction problem, it's, he's, it's, you know, that I guess what I'm saying is that's a kind of a dangerous mindset to have, right. In terms of, Oh, well you sh if you loved me, you should be able to do this type of stuff. And, um, you know, it's proving his love and commitment to you. You know, if he has an addiction problem, it's probably a little bit beyond that. Right. And I think sometimes we have a way of trying to, uh, qualify how strong our love is for one another by how much they're willing to do. If you, if you love me, you would do this, you know, type of stuff. I mean, when you start saying that to your partner more often than not, then maybe that is, you're just trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. Yeah. Um, and I think, so you'll just have to decide, uh, you know, what, what's, what's best for you. Um, but my guess is, is that, um, Maybe you'll get lucky. Maybe it will be all smooth sailing, but it sounds like in your gut. Well, let me ask you this. If uh, one of the big questions you had was, well, I don't know if I can get over something. And you recognize that sometimes you just hold on to grudges maybe more than the average person. That all being mm -hmm. said, if I was a genie and said, you know what? He'll never drink again. He he's this therapy he's doing is going to be very helpful to him and he'll continue to focus on his self growth. And as a result, your relationship will not involve alcohol. So everything he's done in the past, can you get over it? I think so. Well, that you should, that, I hope so. Right. That's a, that's a <laughs> yeah. big deal. And if you can't, that's okay to a certain extent, but then you are wasting your time trying to make this relationship work. Because what's more likely to happen is that there might be some more road bumps. If he has yeah. an actual addiction problem and, you know, it's a disease, right? He's going to struggle. And are you willing to help him through it and not throw things in his face and, and not hold grudges to some of his things that he has to deal with? And you don't have to do it. But if you're going to stay in this relationship, then you are choosing to do that. And you have to do it with a level of you know, not spiting him every time he has a, a downfall. Yeah, so that makes sense. decide which one you want and, and do it. But like, don't, you know, keep this relationship going and then, you know, constantly like throw things in his face when, when things don't go the way you hoped they would or he promised or or things like that if he if he has a real problem. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does make sense, yeah. So in the meantime, I would uh, focus a lot about uh, yourself too, you know, 
pro- often in these times when you are dating someone who has this kind of in your face problem and it's so up, you know, like you're it's sometimes we have a hard time identifying the problems relationship, but you it's, it's pretty clear to you, right? Yeah. You're focusing so much on him and the relationship, you're you're probably not focusing on the things that you can control or what you could be doing, right? You know, like things like getting over things. So, you know, sure. how much energy you're focusing on 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 this problem he has if that's too much then the normal things that take to make a relationship work are gonna you know um be taken for granted that's a good point yeah is this your first boyfriend (laughs) no okay how long you been dating him again two years okay um yeah i mean i i think uh consider all your possibilities don't feel guilty if you want to break up. Um, and if you want to stay together, uh, you're going to have to learn to get over things and, and you're going to have to choose to trust him. Yeah. You know, but it's possible either way. <laughs> sure. But you have to hold yourself accountable, right? Like you have to recognize if you stay with them, you are going to take a risk and you have to be realistic about the possibility that um, it's almost certainly not going to go the way you hope. And you just said it, the best case scenario, he never drinks again. You're not even entirely 100% sure you can even get over things from the past. So there's a lot of, you know, potential hurdles in this relationship, you know, when you're being honest with it. And so um, there's a good, it's hard for people to really have a lot of self growth while trying to also make a relationship work. And it's even harder when they feel like they have to uh, make amends. And you know what I'm saying? Like, like, well, not only do I have to be better from here on out, I have to make up for what I did in the past. It's really hard for someone to do all while he's trying to work on himself. Yeah. I think that's part of my problem and concern is I'm like, I need to work on me and you need to work on you, but I don't want to lose him in the process. So it's like, how do we do it all? (laughs) It might not be able to happen. And if you want, and and to answer your question, how do you do that? You will have to make some sacrifices. You, you are, yeah, you're going, yeah. And every relationship has sacrifices. And in this, the one, the one you're in right now, the way you describe it will require you make some sacrifices. It will require you to bite your tongue, but like get over things faster than you're able, used to do it. And if you don't want to, that's fine. Then do the right thing and walk away. Um, and it might be the best opportunity for him to work on himself if by by walking away. And you know what? If you guys are, you know, the whole cliche, if you love something, let it go. If it's right, yeah. it'll find its way back, you know. But um, it sounds like maybe you're trying to, um, you know, make a stew with the wrong ingredients, so to speak, you know. Okay. <laughs> so... You know, there's no right answer, but uh, I think what do you, whatever you have to do, just do it without judgment of yourself and, and don't be afraid to uh, think about five years from now and not about tomorrow. Yeah, that's what I've been trying to do. <laughs> so, think of the future. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to be dealing with this in five years. Definitely. <laughs> you know, 30 for you, I don't know if that sounds like really old or so long away, but when you turn 30, you're going to be like, whew, you know, 25 is going to feel real young. Yeah. Uh, when you turn 30 and you're going to definitely wish um, 
anything that you felt like a waste of time, you're going to wish you didn't do that. So just remember that when you start doing things over and over and over, hoping for a different result. Hopefully that was helpful. I know, you know, sometimes it, it's not as clear, but a lot of this is going to come down to what you want and what you decide. And, and you're going to have to make some sacrifices either way. Yes. So. It's good to hear. <laughs> All right. But whatever you do, just uh, don't feel like you are, are somehow bound to this relationship and, and, and have to make it work. And if you decide to leave, you're not a bad person and uh, you're not selfish. You're, you're, he's making his choices. You have to make yours. Thank you. All right. Yes. All right. Well, best of luck. Thank you. All right. Take care. How's it going? Good. Hi, I'm Anna. I am 24. Hi, Anna, 24. How can I help? Hello. So I wrote into you because um, I was engaged and actually recently became unengaged. And I wanted to get your input of how everything was handled. So I'll give you a quick synopsis and then jump into my question if that works. Sure. <laughs> okay. So um, I started dating my then boyfriend in the summer of 2018. Um, and at the time, like things were really great between us and everything, except I heard some things about his mom, how she was a little crazy about things. Um, and his relationships, he actually told me that every relationship, um, that he's ever had before ended because of her. Um, and she's been that reason, but I was like, okay, but things seem fine between us, whatever. Um, so we kept moving forward, everything. And things were honestly great between us. Um, they loved me, it seemed. I loved them. Everything was good. We ended up getting engaged summer of 2019, a year later. Um, and then we were planning to get married this past September, but it was canceled due to COVID. Everything was running smoothly until the wedding planning. Um, once the wedding planning started, we both have very big traditional families. I would say they're very, they're much more traditional than my family though. Um, so when I started pushing back on some of their things, that is when everything kind of took a turn for the worst and she started not to like me. Okay. So when you say their things, this is not necessarily his things. Um, they are, they're his beliefs as well, but I think his parents took it a little more seriously. And it was one of those things where he felt like he had to make them happy. Okay. Well, that's red flag number one, but yeah, that's red flag number one. Then there's a lot more. Okay. <laughs> um, so then once I started pushing back on some of the wedding stuff, that is when I guess she started telling him that she doesn't think I'm the one for him while we're already, we're already engaged. Like this should have okay. happened. I feel like before, um, she doesn't think I'm the one for him. I don't make him happy enough. She thinks, um, and she's just worried about him and us getting married. And then he would come around and tell me this and what his mom thought of me. So every time we'd get together, it was a little uncomfortable because I knew what she thought about me and us together. Um, but fast forward now, things were fine between us. He was, he started seeing a therapist and learning how to set boundaries with his parents. And I thought things were going decently well until, um, I learned that they were pushing back and he was kind of giving into them more than I knew. Are you still engaged at this point? We're still engaged at this point. Um, yeah. they would, they would have dinners and not invite me. I wasn't allowed to come so they could kind of talk to him about everything. Um, a dinner that I was invited to, they acted like I was not around. It was just very harsh treatment. Um, so then on this past Christmas Eve last week, he sits me down and he was like, listen, I can't imagine a life without you. I want to be with no one else but you. 
but I can't keep doing this. My mom's going to make my life miserable until I end things with you. Um, so he ended things. He goes, I know I'm going to be alone forever because of her, but this is how it has to go. Like she's making me my life a living hell. Um, so my question, he's 26. Okay. Um, (laughs) so my question to you is he's spinning it as if he's doing me a favor. Like my family, his family was treating me so badly and he's trying to save me from them. But is that just a lame excuse to say that like he just doesn't love me enough and he's I, not I my mean, person? I, I, I don't I don't know. I mean this sounds like a nutty situation, so maybe it is just nutty, right? Like Right. If you his family, specifically his mom, is so bad and so involved and so manipulative and that he has just been trained for the twenty six years of his life to not be able to disappoint his mother. Right. And not say no to his mother and not confront his mother and not be like, hey, mom, thanks for your opinion. I'm like, like, I'm super close with my parents. So close. And quite frankly, not really interested and uh, not everything they have to say. And my parents and I have this a boundary, right? You know, once I turned 18, you know, granted, I have a bunch of kids. They just don't have time to like be helicopter parents for me. But like they, they I respect my parents where they can give me advice. But they respect the fact that I can choose my own life and they're, I'm going to disagree with it. And at the end of the day, they love me and they'll be for me there for me. If, even if I, I get it wrong, right. They're not going to be like, I told you right. so. Uh, that's the, uh, that's the relationship I have with my parents. I'm thankful for that. It's not how every family goes. And sometimes moms and, and dads can, can be those parents. And that's going to be a fucking nightmare for you. Uh, if you stay in that yeah. relationship. So it, it doesn't really matter if he's, it doesn't sound like the, he's, he's using his mom as an excuse and he just really doesn't love you. He's just in a hard situation. Uh, and that's No, he's not in a hard situation. I mean, you know, he's 26. He's a wuss. Yeah. You know, he's, yeah. I mean, I guess my, his mom did this to him, but at some point, if he can, if he's going to therapy, like just nut up and just push back, right. you know, uh, I'm sorry. Your mom put you in this position and she will guilt him and, and what, you know, his mom's a bully. You know, sometimes yeah. the parents can be bullies and the only way to, you know, face bullies is to kind of metaphorically just punch him in the mouth. You know, I don't think he should punch his mom, but like his mom needs to know that she can't manipulate him anymore. And until he faces his mom and sticks up to his mom and says to his mom, either literally or metaphorically, I am not afraid to lose my relationship with you. If you come in the way of the things that I love, she won't go anywhere. Right. But he doesn't have the courage to do that. And fuck, he has a long road to recovery before he probably gets to that place. So you have to decide, is it really worth it to you? I mean, fuck. And that was, yeah, my next question, because he said that he wanted to take this next year to work on himself and work on the boundaries with his parents. But it's not fair to me to wait. Good luck to him. And you should go out and start dating and say goodbye. I mean, I know this sucks and I know this is recent and you were engaged, but fuck. What a blessing. I mean, this was going to be a fucking nightmare. Thank God his mom brought up that shit. Like, God, could you imagine of her biting her tongue, getting married, and then her being a nightmare when you guys start having kids happening. together? I he, know. Everyone this, keeps telling me a blessing in disguise. He has a lot of growing up to do, and it sounds like his mom's toxic. And, and yeah. That, like, that's, parents can be toxic, you know? Right. Just like boyfriends and siblings and friends can all be toxic, and she's toxic, and... You know, that's where it sucks for him because it is his mom. He loves his mom. He can't imagine hurting his mom. And she's fucked him up 
for 26 years and he's probably going to take more than a year to, you know, to fix it all and get back to himself. But that's his deal. And he has to probably work on it as an individual alone. And he probably won't be able to do that with you. But, uh, if you want to say this to him, maybe you just need to express yourself and say that to him. You know, it's not going to change anything. I, I would, if you want to say that to him, you're just doing it to get it off your chest. Right. It's not because he's going to like the next day be like, yeah, told the bitch off, you know, like it's not going <laughs> to exactly. happen. It doesn't change mom. overnight. You know, it's his mom. He loves his mom and, yeah. and good for him that he loves, lo- loves his mom. But it sounds it the what, what you're describing is an incredibly toxic relationship that is not going to change anytime soon. It's not going to change. It's going anytime. to be a nightmare for you. Right. Okay. Well, thank you. I think I needed to hear that. <laughs> yeah. So I think you should just grieve, say goodbye, um, thank him for letting you go. I mean, the best thing you can do is just not try to complicate it. Right. Exactly. Um, and that's, I think, where I am right now, the complication stage of still talking and it's not worth it. It's, it's not worth it. it. Yeah. You know, it's dangerous territory because what what's going to happen is when there might be a good chance that if you just say no um, and say and just speak your piece and, and just be OK, if you act OK and content with the fact that you're right you know what? I can't be in this relationship. He might freak out and, and chase you a little bit. Um, but that doesn't mean it's going to change his behavior. So right. he's a, he's a boy and is unfortunately his mom. That's partly his mom's fault. Exactly. So, um, she doesn't want him to be capable of making decisions for himself. And he's not, it's a blessing in disguise. Yeah, it is. It is. Thank you. You seem like you're doing okay. I am. I'm hanging in there. Doesn't it? I mean, aren't you like just like I? My very first girlfriend, uh, her mom, different for different reasons, was a mess. Um, right. I mean, and, I and very I involved in our relationship, and and I, once I was out of that relationship, I mean, just God, it was just like a a weight off my. Yeah. It was just like it's impossible to have it's some involved in a relationship that you have no control over, and and it, it's just it's a nightmare. And they start making exactly. you feel like, yeah, it's, you know, your mom, their mom starts gaslighting you. You start like questioning your own, like they, they make you question your own insanity, which is what gaslighting is where you're just like, what am I doing? I feel like I'm a pretty good girlfriend, you know, like I'm <laughs> not perfect, but I'm like, you know, is, am I allowed to like have things at my wedding that I want? Like, oh, wait, is she, you know, like, am I nuts? You know, like, and all of a sudden you start yeah. like, that's, that's not, that's no, it's not a relationship. So yeah, that's exactly what was happening. So I'm sorry, but this will be it's for the best. Good. Thank and, you. Uh, just, just yeah, walk away. I think you're the bet. The rip the bandaid off. Don't drag it out. Don't talk to this guy for another six months. He's not your project. It's not your problem to make sure he's going to therapy or he follows through. He may or may not, not figure my this issue. out. It's not your problem. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's gonna have to uh, truly. He's gonna have to break up with his mom for a short period of time for this to get fixed. That's very true. And that's going to be the hardest. That's going to be a harder breakup than it was for me, him and I, I'm sure. Yeah. No, because he's going to literally have to break up with his mom. And then his mom is going to have to like come back and say, I've learned my lesson. And then, you know, exactly. I don't know. That usually doesn't happen. Yeah. So we'll see. So. But OK, sounds good. Thank you. All right. Best of luck. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. 
Well, thanks for listening, guys. Hope you enjoyed another episode of Ask Nick. Don't forget to send in your questions at asknick at castmedia.com. Cast with a K. Subscribe. Rate us five stars. Tune in tonight for a recap of The Bachelor. And uh, join us again on Wednesday for a wonderful, insightful interview. See you next time. Or see you tonight. Or tomorrow. We'll be around. Bye. (laughs) 